Welcome to ADHD SOS. We've heard your call, and don't worry, help is on the way. This is the only podcast that combines mindset skills, cognitive psychology, and the motivational pep talks you need to beat procrastination and achieve peak performance. Join me, your host and fellow ADHDer, Tina L., as we journey from SOS to smooth sailing. Welcome back, SOS Squad. Guys, today we are just going to go for the jugular, the the throat of procrastination. We are going to unpack it and see what's behind procrastination really with these three powerful questions. I'm so excited to share this with you because once I understood that I could interrogate procrastination and then move past it, it kind of just unlocked endless possibility and it just doesn't get in my way in the same way as before. And so I'm really hoping that this is also going to be so powerful for you. I have a feeling it is. I have a sneaky suspicion that this is going to be kind of mind-blowing. So let's jump right in. When we are asked how we feel about what we need to do on any given day, most of us could sum it up with one word. Actually, it's kind of a sound. It's kind of a groan. Like, ugh, no. (laughs) That's kind of two words, but it's just like a kind of, (laughs) it's a sound. It's a sound of, of like, please, (laughs) life is hard. Okay. That's, that's the sound. But what's really behind that feeling of uh, the resistance to doing the the boring or challenging thing that we said we'd do? What is really going on behind that? So many of us think that procrastination comes from a lack of ability to manage our time or to organize our tasks. But that's actually not the main reason. Research shows that our main barrier— to taking action is actually emotional dysregulation. Emotional dysregulation is the inability to control our emotions. And of course, it's a core part of ADHD. In this episode, we are going to look at how to regulate our emotions through these three game-changing questions so that we can move past the ugh feeling and you can do what you intend to do. Now, let's look under the hood at the cause of this ugh feeling. Neurologically speaking, what is going on in the brain? Neurotypicals have an easier time regulating their emotions. In other words, they can modulate their emotions on purpose easier than we can. So they can naturally go from that ugh feeling into a more productive emotion. Like, we got this. We can do this. This is possible. With a decreased ability to modulate our emotions, it's really difficult for us to switch from not feeling like it to feeling like it. According to ADHD researcher Dr. Russell Ramsey, having emotional regulation as it relates to getting things done is what supports motivation. It makes 
us capable of tolerating the discomfort of taking action in the absence of immediate consequences. That means that you can sit down to work on something that's not due right away, tomorrow, tonight, and you can deal with that ugh feeling and turn it into something else. In other words, we have difficulty manufacturing motivation and transforming discomfort into an emotion that supports our task completion. If we don't have the tools to manage our emotional dysregulation, we will routinely procrastinate. That is just the bottom line. So when you show up to do the thing you need to do and you don't want to do it, that is so normal. Even if you like your work, even if it's the work you've chosen for yourself, it is so normal to not want to do it. It's just, that's just how it is. We don't need to have any drama about this. It's how our brains work. We can expect it. It is just predictable. But emotional regulation, which is a function of the brain, it's also a skill that we can learn and we can get better at. And that's what these three questions are aimed at. How can we take this mental process, this executive function that happens in neurotypicals kind of under the radar subconsciously, how can we take it outside of ourselves and develop it? And that's what these questions are aimed at doing. Want to know an awesome ADHD hack? Become a follower of the show and new episodes will be served to you automatically when they become available. No need to remember to have to go looking for new episodes. Fresh survival strategies will be delivered straight to the homepage of your favorite player. On Spotify, click on the name of the show and click follow under the picture of me. And on Apple Podcasts, click on the name of the show, click on the three dots on the right-hand side and select follow. I can't wait for you to join the SOS squad. Okay, I'm so excited. So when you're in procrastination, you ask yourself these three questions. The first question is, how am I feeling about the task I need to do? How am I feeling? So we identified UG. And if UG was a sentence, the sentence would be, I don't feel like it. My husband and I, in our little baby talk language, we say we have the I don't feelies. So we just walk around being like, I don't feelies, I don't feelies, especially first thing in the morning, after lunch, all those in between times. <laughs> and I'm, no, I don't feelies. Okay, but that's just so vague. What's really behind that feeling? And why does it happen to us so often, even with things we want to be doing? So here's how it goes for me. As soon as I sit down to work, I'd have the ugh, and then immediately anxiety would follow. And I start having these thoughts like, oh, God, oh, no, oh, no, I'm never going to be able to get anything done. I'm not going to be able to do what I said I was going to do. I'm just going to be like stuck in the mud. I, I just know it. I know it. And then, of course, the anxiety, it starts scrambling my brain and making it even more difficult to focus. So first, we need to understand the UG better. We need to understand what's going on beneath the surface. Why do we have this resistance? What is the emotion that we're feeling? Does it feel difficult? Does it feel like too much? 
Are you confused about the first steps to getting started? Are you just not interested? Name your nemesis so we know who we're doing battle with. Who is it? What is really going on? Let me give you a little example for myself. Today I was working on writing some content, and as I'm sitting in front of the screen, my brain is starting to feel just mushy and blank. And I have the ugh feeling, and then those reliable jolts of anxiety. And then I have the moment of remembering, okay, hi, ugh. Hi, hi. I know you're supposed to be here. After all, we're office mates. We share the same cubicle in my brain. Nothing has gone wrong here. So I really don't have any need for this anxiety. Let's just get this process started, shall we? So I started in on this first step, and I asked Giag, what's really going on here? Why is this resistance showing up right now? And the answer I got was mostly confusion. I'm not sure how to navigate this. I'm not sure how to get the right answers. I'm not even sure what a good job looks like here. And then there was a little bit of fear that came in, and that fear asked, am I capable of doing a good job here? And then there was like a little side of overwhelm and that overwhelm was whispering like, doing a good enough job here is going to take a lot of work. (sighs) It's going to be so hard. Uh, Are we really up for this? Like, this just feels like, uh, no, like too much. This is too much. And so now I know who's under the UGG mask. We have overwhelm. We have fear. We have confusion. Lots of confusion. So I know who's pulling the strings. Now that we know the identity of the UG, we can identify the antidote to neutralize them. We're going to blast our faces off. Watch this. Okay, step number two. What would I need to believe to change how I feel? So our emotions are the result of our thoughts. We think something and then we feel something. So the thought, like, this is too much it's going to create the emotion of overwhelm. The thought, I don't know how, is predictably going to create the emotion of confusion. Thoughts like, I don't know if I'm capable of this, are going to create the emotion of fear. My goal feeling is something like willingness, determination, or persistence. I'm not going for any of those lofty, luxurious, really fun feeling emotions like inspiration or excitement. No, 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 no. We're going to we're going to be so much more basic and practical than that. I mean, it's a bonus if we can show up to work feeling that way. But like, we're not going to wait around for that kind of feeling. That kind of feeling doesn't happen all the time. and, And that's just how it is. But I'm just looking for a feeling that can move me into action. And those feelings like willingness, determination, and persistence, they do that. They're good enough. (laughs) They do the job. So what does confusion need to hear to be stopped in its tracks? My favorite thought to tell myself in confusion is, I know how to figure this out. It's a little bit rebellious. It's a little bit like, get off me confusion. You're not going to hold me down here. You're not going to hold me back. I'm not going to let you because I know I can figure this out. And what does fear need to hear? 
to lose its grip on me. I like to tap into a little more aggressive part of me. And I think I won't let fear stop me. I mean, it's kind of like confusion, like kind of like get off me. No, I'm going to I'm going to fight here. I'm not going to let you hold me down. I'm not going to let you hold me back. I'm not going to let all of the things in my past be my present. By which I mean, we ADHDers have a lifetime of failures and mistakes and criticisms. And when we show up to do something, especially something that is hard, especially something that is meaningful to us personally, all of those voices, all of those critics come back in. And my attitude towards those voices and to those critics and to that fear these days is like, hell no, I'm not going to let you stand in my way. I'm not going to let you get between me and, and my life, my big dreams, the things that I want for myself. Like you are part of my past and you will not be part of my future. <laughs> I'm getting a little emotional about it. <laughs> But yeah, I won't let fear stop me. I won't. And um, if anybody needs a little, a little boost today, a little bit of rebelliousness and fight, <laughs> I'm here to share the fight with you. Don't let fear stop you and know where it's coming from. Know that those voices are coming from your past and you don't have to listen to them anymore. You can turn that channel off. And you can decide they're not welcome anymore. We're going to draw a boundary. We're going to draw a line in the sand and say, no, I'm not listening to the doubters. I'm not listening to the haters. I back myself. What does overwhelm need to hear in order to not gobble me whole? I really love the thought. I just need to put one foot in front of the other. When I say that to overwhelm, overwhelm kind of like gives up. It throws its hands in the air. It's like, well, you got me there. Like, it's true. Like, baby steps, they don't stand a chance on me. I mean, really, it's hard to argue with that. So this whole process starts when we notice the ug feeling, when we have, when we find ourselves saying, I don't feelies (laughs) to our husband. And we get curious and we figure out exactly who is hiding behind that mask. What's its name? What's the name of the emotion that is creating the ugh? And now we know what our resistance is. We know what's standing in our way. And then, and then, this is the key. We conjure the antidote. What thought, if we believe it, can counteract the thought of I don't know how? For me, the thought, I know I can figure this out is one that, if I believe it, takes me out of the UG and it puts me back in my power. And this brings me to step three, which is about believing it. Believing it is critical. And this will complete the loop of how we undo procrastination. So what need must I meet for myself in order for this new thought to feel true? What need must I meet for myself So for each of these beautiful, positive, lovely thoughts, in order for them to feel true to me, in order for me to believe them, there's a need that I have to meet for myself. So when I grab a hold of this thought, I know I can figure this out. In order to believe that, in order to make it true for myself, 
I need to show myself that I am figuring it out. I need a plan. I need steps in order to get to the answer. So I sit, I'm sitting here at my desk. My brain is mushy. I realize that the reason is because I'm in confusion. I think, okay, I can figure this out. And then I start to write a plan, not for how it is figured out, but how, how I will figure it out. A system for figuring it out, not necessarily the answer. So what don't I know right now? What resources would help? How have I solved this problem in the past? What is the very first step I need to take? And then the next, and then the next. When I grab a hold of that thought, I won't let fear stop me. Implicit in that belief is the need to know that I can feel fear and still keep moving forward. So what can I do to prove to myself that this thought is true, that I'm not letting fear stop me? What I like to do is set a timer for myself and decide, I'm just going to do stuff until this timer is up. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to engage with this problem. I'm going to start however slowly, however imperfectly. It doesn't matter. What I'm doing when I set this timer is I'm showing myself. I'm proving the thought true. I will not let fear stop me. I am not letting fear stop me. It's true. It's already true. Now let's look at the thought, I just need to put one foot in front of the other. How can I show myself that this is true, that this is all it takes? Well, I can break the task down into the very smallest steps, and then I can stop to recognize the victory in each step I take. So, for example, I can decide that I am opening my computer. (laughs) I am going to the document. I am reading through those notes that I wrote yesterday, I'm showing myself that I am taking each small step forward. Very, very small steps, 100% doable, and they take less than two minutes. These are the first steps that we take, and they show us that it is just a step, and then another step, and then another step, and we slippery slope ourselves into action. We prove the thought true. There's no way to deny that all you need to do is put one foot in front of the other because you are. (laughs) You're doing it. It's amazing. Yeah. And then you get to be really proud of yourself, like really proud of yourself, even if it is that you open your laptop. Like, damn, that was good. (laughs) Now what's next? Now what's next? Now what's next? And now it's time for the Rescue Recap. When it's sink or swim, remember these key takeaways. Let's pull all these pieces together into one little bundle of procrastination busting. So I expect the UG feeling. Like, it's a familiar office mate. Like, of course, they're right there. They're always there. They're just there. And I accept that. I accept the feeling knowing that I actually have a process of moving through it. The real neurological reasons we procrastinate are based in emotional dysregulation. 
That is what makes it hard for us to transform our emotions from the I don't feelies to the like, yeah, we got this. We're not going to let anything stand in our way. We are determined, we are persistent, and we are willing to do what it takes. That is a process that we need to externalize. It is normally a mental process. It's part of our executive functions, and we need to take it out of our brains because it's not really going on in our brains, but neurotypicals have this going on in their brains and it happens almost subconsciously. For us, we need to externalize that process, take it outside of us and go through a process of saying, how am I feeling now? How do I want to feel? And bridge that gap through these three questions. So we are transforming the ugh to the like, we got this, we're on it. And the great thing about this is that, of course, it's a natural function of the brain for neurotypicals. It's, it'd be nice to have. It's a good feature, but we don't have it. So the good news is that we can practice it. It's a skill that we can get better at. And so these three questions are a routine way to build that muscle of emotional regulation, to get better at it all the time. The first step is to ask, how am I feeling about the task I need to do? Identify the specific feeling beneath the I don't feel like it, beneath the UG. Call it by its name. Number two, what would I need to believe to change how I feel? What would create the feelings of willingness or determination? What thoughts specifically could change the feeling I have right now? And then number three, what is the need that I need to meet for myself in order to feel that this new thought is true? So confusion asks for clarity. It asks for small steps. It asks to be demonstrated that we have a method of figuring things out. Implicit in all of these thoughts is a need, a need for reassurance, a need for clarity, a need to prove to ourselves that we are going to stick with it. And when we show ourselves that, we can believe the thought. So I won't let fear stop me. Implicit in that thought is the need to know that we're going to keep moving, that we're going to take fear along with us and we're still going to do the thing. And that can be done as easily as setting a timer and doing anything in the direction of your goals, doing anything that is a step forward. We can prove that thought true one step at a time. And when we believe that, when we believe these thoughts that ug feeling doesn't stand a chance. That ug feeling, that confusion, that fear, that apathy, whatever it is, it can't stand in our way anymore because all of a sudden we're believing thoughts that show us that we are determined, we are willing, and then none of the other ug feelings are true anymore. So that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining me, SOS Squad. I love you guys, and I cannot wait to talk to you next time. Bye.